So we'll pick up on something that we're going to be talking about for a very, I think, well, as long as it's, as long as it's making headlines, we're going to talk about it. And it's easy, I think, to blame Donald Trump for this new trade war reality. There's certainly plenty of politics being served up. And uh, while recent polling by Ipsos shows both Americans and Canadians are standing behind Justin Trudeau by as much as 72 percent, make no mistake, Trudeau's going to milk this thing, I think, for as long as his government can to bolster up support that took a big hit after that gong show India trip. And uh, over the weekend, I read a terrific article in the Financial Post that kind of lays out this whole political game and the cost that will go with it. And the bottom line is, my big takeaway was that if Justin Trudeau plays politics with this particular issue and tries to use a trade war for political gain, and I think we saw that with the new Ipsos polling today, the short-lived bump that he's got will be just that, short-lived. And inevitably, Canadians will very much pay the price. Who wrote that article? Lawrence Solomon. He is a National Post columnist. He's also a Canadian writer on the environment and the executive director of Energy Pro. Thanks to, uh, for joining us. My pleasure. So your article kind of bottom lines it that while it's easy to vilify Donald Trump here, that's not necessarily who should take the blame. Well, that's right. And, and uh, this, this whole uh, spat uh, is entirely unnecessary. The U.S. Has, was prepared to concede on the sunset clause, which was mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a big point of contention, and also... Um, I think the U.S. was not going to uh, to apply the steel and, uh, and aluminum tariffs on Canada. It was going to spread the tariffs among other countries and, and spare us until we dissed Trudeau. I'm sorry, until Trudeau dissed Trump, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then everything went ballistic. Okay, let, let, let's talk about that a little bit, because the issue of the sunset clause, this is after the G7, Mr. Trump had gotten on his plane. This is where he makes the comment about, you know, I've got the 20 uh, TVs on the plane. And it, it almost became like a conspiracy theory where because Donald Trump said, look, we had made an agreement. And then I'm watching him on TV saying that Canada won't be pushed around, that he felt very much um, like he'd been thrown under the bus. But then I asked around you know, in some of the Ottawa parts saying, is this a story? Did this actually happen? It was kind of quashed. That hasn't gotten a lot of attention. Why? Well, there's a lot of uh, a, a lot of support for Trudeau and especially against Trump in Canada. So people don't want to to uh, and the media especially doesn't want to do anything to make Trump look good or reasonable. But but according to to CBC National Report uh, and also others others in the room. Uh, Trump did make that concession, and in fact, the U.S. negotiators were were surprised that that Trump made the the concession that he wouldn't apply the the, the sunset clause. Right. Okay. And so it has fallen under under the the radar, but now you kind of confirm what what has been quietly mumbled about uh, amongst a few people. Um, you know that Mr. Mr. Trudeau may have just uh, played the game of politics on an issue that uh, is going to now cost us. That's right, and and, and as, as I said, it could cost us big time uh, in the steel industry, which is uh, which is an important one uh, for Canada. Most of our exports go uh, go to the United States. You know, I you know the su- issue of sunset clause. 
I don't think that should have to kill a deal. I mean, if you look at it, what is wrong with even putting one in for five years? I mean, sure, we like it for 20 years, but at the end of the day, the climate and the work environment and uh, the global markets change and shift. It's not even in our best interest now to have these long-term trade negotiations if we can't get out of them when they're not serving our best interest. Well, I think that's exactly right. And sunset clauses... You know, Trudeau uh, portrayed sunset clauses as being, you know, a- absolutely uh, uncalled for. Um, but they're normal. There are literally dozens of sunset clauses uh, in trade agreements uh, around the world. Uh, the many, many of them in Europe. There, there's some in Africa. There's some in Asia. So sunset clauses are not uh, outrageous. And yet Trudeau blasted Trump for mm-hmm. for wanting uh, wanting sunset clauses. But, you know, from the point of view of industry, it's easy to see why, uh, why a Canadian industry w- would want a sunset clause. They, when they make an investment, they want security. They want to, to be able to control the variables and know that situations aren't going to change in 10 or 15 or 20 years. But, you know, businesses don't really have that luxury in most areas. We, we can't control what the interest rates are going to be in the future. We can't control what, what, what exchange rates are going to be in the future. We can't uh, control what, what minimum wage will be, what, what regulations will come down the, the pike. You know, business has to operate in a dynamic environment where, where it, it, it responds to all the different forces out there. One of those forces is investment uncertainty. Mm-hmm. It, it, they're better off with a sunset clause, but that shouldn't be a deal killer. No, it shouldn't. But here we are. Here we sit now on this Monday, uh, a couple of weeks later, and we've got polling numbers showing, you know, vast love for Mr. Trudeau. But now we're getting more information about, you know, the fact that, you know, he may have uh, come out and, and grandstanded a little bit and it's going to cost us. Well, yes, it will cost us and it's not clear where where it's going to end. Uh, Trump is a very determined uh, guy. You know, he's you know, he's portrayed as the as a protectionist, Trump is. But in fact, he's really a free trader. If you look at what he's doing around the world, he's, he's actually arguing for reductions in tariffs, reductions in subsidies. He made that, that uh, proposal at the G7, but the other countries more or less ignored him. Uh, he's, he's upset about the tariffs that the Europeans are putting on American cars um, because their tariffs are four times the tariffs that Americans put on European cars that 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 uh, are uh, exported into into the U.S. So Trump's big um, big notion is to have reciprocity, ideally zero tariff. But if 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 there are going to be tariffs, each party should have the same level of tariff so that the trade can be uh, can be equitable uh, between the two trading partners. And he's also forced a conversation about the the issue that no politician actually wants to talk about, unless you're Mr. Maxime Bernier. And when he talked about it, he basically lost his job. But, you know, it, it shows that this whole issue of supply management around the milk industry, which really, I think, protects a very small portion of farmers in this country. Uh, and Trudeau is, in fact, standing up for that for very political reasons, because it, it would be too costly as far as votes to hell with the rest of the country, essentially. That's right. He needs to secure the Quebec vote, and uh, and, and supply management uh, does that because uh, un- under the under the existing rules, half of the entire 
uh, milk supply in the country has to come from Quebec, so it very much favors Quebec Quebec farmers. But this is another area where where Trudeau um, acted as if Trump was being unreasonable in wanting the tariffs to be uh, reduced. But 270 percent tariffs, the ones the tariffs we put on on imports of dairy, are uh, totally uh, outlandish. Other countries don't have tariffs like that. Mm-hmm. And countries that, were, that used to protect their dairy, such as New Zealand and Australia, dropped those protections. And, and now, now, now those industries operate at more or less on a, on a fair basis. And the biggest consumers, are, uh, the biggest beneficiaries of all are the domestic consumers. Like if, if we didn't have those tariffs, yeah. we, would, we would be paying about half as much for our milk and butter, cheese, we, the average consumer, especially especially people who are on a budget, yeah. would be the big beneficiaries. Well, it begs the question, why don't we get poverty activists making a much, much bigger stink? I mean, this whole issue has really been brought to light because of Donald Trump. Um, and, and it's been now highlighted that politicians are willing to buckle to a very small section um, of lobbyists. I mean, if I'm another farmer in a different industry, I'm saying, well, what the hell's wrong with, I grow soy or I grow alfalfa or I grow tomatoes. Why don't we get the same kind of protection measures? Uh, but again, they're not in Quebec and they're not the almighty vote that uh, is so wanted. Right. And it really does come down to Quebec. Uh, Quebec politics uh, controls a lot of, uh, of of the actions of politicians at the federal level. So what do you see happening um, if you kind of had to play Kreskin? I mean, NAFTA is crumbling. Do you get the sense that um, Mr. Trudeau, maybe because of a, a sunset clause blunder, do you think he's going to have to cave into what would be a bilateral deal? I mean, frankly, I'm more worried about Canadian interests and getting a good deal with the United States at this point than worrying about Mexico. And maybe I'm being naive or missing something there. But at what point do we say, Mexico, you're on your own? Well, I, I've never liked the multilateral trade deals. I've always preferred bilateral deals. And, and I think Canada would be uh, best off by negotiating directly with uh, the United States. The, the U.S. really doesn't have uh, a lot of gripes with Canada. They, well, they it didn't. Then, I'm sorry? <laughs> it, didn't. it didn't. Now it apparently does. <laughs> but the, the big, the big um, complaint of, of Trump's is that manufacturing jobs went to to poor countries like Mexico. Right. Well, Canada suffered the same way. Uh, the U.S. didn't see manufacturing jobs move north to Canada. The, 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 U, the manufacturing jobs that the U.S. lost went south to Mexico. So that, that beef isn't really there. I, I don't think Trump has a problem with Canada. I think Trump's preference would be to have, um, to have a bilateral deal that lowered tariffs more or less across the board. And if that was the case... Um, just think of how great it would be for Canada, because suddenly we'd be able to export yep. into uh, uh, the huge American market. That's a big, big advantage for exporters, our exporters now who are limited. And uh, and the U.S. benefit would be to be able to to uh, export into Canada. But we're a much small, smaller market. I think Canada has much more to win from from a bilateral deal than uh, than the U.S. does. Yeah, and I thought we'd hear more noise from maybe a guy like Jerry Diaz, who's been uh, playing a role kind of at the table and certainly made making noise, saying, hey, let's go this route, protect our jobs, protect North American jobs, and let's get this deal done, because uh, right now it's just uh, not looking too pretty. No, no. But I think I think it will get worked out, because in, in the end, uh, Trump... Uh, 
has a lot of bluster yeah. and and he he doesn't like he doesn't like being insulted um but i think he i think he also uh is is really a very forgiving guy i mean look 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 what he's done with kim in north korea yes that's true. When you when you like a guy like Kim Jong Un better than you like a guy like Justin Trudeau, we <laughs> we got cats marrying dogs and and all sorts of weird things. Uh, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. That's Lawrence Solomon, and you can read his uh, article in the Financial Post. It was over the weekend. I've also tweeted it out. It's a terrific. Uh, um, uh, article that essentially lays out what's at cost here and really the politics of of what's being played here. So you can get that on my Twitter at Alex Pearson Amp.